Joshua. From 33 yards, the kick is up. It's got the line, and the Saskatchewan Huskies for the first time since 2000. Hello and welcome to Thunderbird Eye. It's Jacob, Jake, and Liz of CITR Sports broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. Today, you, what you just heard was some sad, sad opening sounds of the Thunderbirds getting knocked out of playoff contention in the Canada West semifinal by the Saskatchewan Huskies after a back-and-forth game at home here. And though, although football did lose, men's soccer was a different story. They've been crowned champions of the West, Canada West, that is, with a 2-0 defeat of the Trinity Western Spartans this past Sunday. On the opposite side of things was women's soccer, who wasn't so lucky. They played for a third-place bronze medal matchup and lost that in a penalty kick duel that finished 8-7 in favor of the Pandas. Elsewhere in UBC Sports, basketball had a successful Legends Cup rivalry. Uh, on la- on last Thursday and then Saturday, it was a split series. Volleyball still can't seem to figure it out. Golf annihilated their competition down in Arizona. Honestly, one of the most impressive feats of the weekend. Get into that a bit later. Rugby took home a tough loss, and both rowing and swimming shattered reckon- records at the Canadian University Rowing Championships and the Audlem Brown Colleges Cup, coming out number one in both events. Overall, a lot of winning and first-place finishes for Thunderbird Sports this past week. Just a handful of sprinkled losses in there. Starting off with the basketball, the women's team split their first series against the University of Victoria this past weekend, part of the ongoing Legends Cup rivalry. In War Memorial Gym on Thursday, the Thunderers pulled off a triple overtime 113-108 victory, which broke the school record for points in a game with those 113 points. Thunderbirds did lose the rematch, however, losing 72-65 to in Victoria on Saturday. They are now 2-2 two two on the season and are set to play against the Manitoba Bisons in Winnipeg next weekend. This game was insane. On Thursday night, Kate Johnson and Maddie Penn led the Birds, both with 27 points on that night. Penn also grabbed 13 rebounds for a huge double-double. But really, <laughs> Keelan Filowich, wow. 23 points, 27 rebounds in four blocks. Those, It was a I don't even know. It's like a double, 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 if that makes sense, (laughs) where she was able to get 20 of both points and rebounds on the night. She set the school record for rebounds in a single game. It's not often you can have 27 points, 13 rebounds, and be the second star of the game. Poor Madison Penn. (laughs) I'm sure she's fine with it. They got the win in that one, but what an incredible game for Filowich. You don't see many stat lines like that one. Exactly. And other than that, it's Madison Penn led Thunderbirds in scoring Saturday in Victoria, putting up 17 points and 11 rebounds, completing a double-double in both games of the series, while Filowich scores 14 and Jessica Hansen 13. Johnson has fit in great with the Thunderbirds to start the season. The transfer from UBCL is averaging 13 points and 3.5 assists a game so far. And Johnson also has had really great energy on the court all year, helped out their defensive front in that triple overtime win as well. Yeah, she's been a great addition to the backcourt, but her backcourt mate Hansen has struggled shooting the ball so far. She's averaging four and a half assists a game, leading the team there, which is nice, but she's only averaging 11 points on 31% shooting, 28% from three-point line, which was one of her strengths last season. And for a team that struggles to shoot the ball sometimes, they're really going to need her as a senior, as one of these leaders, one of the big three last year, to uh, 
step up her game. So far this season, going back to Filowich, she's third in Canada West in total rebounds at 46, fourth in blocks with eight, and also fourth in field goal percentage just above 60. It's been an uptick in stats. She did have a great year last Mm -hmm. year as well, but just adding on to what Madison Penn was already contributing to this team, two huge stars now for the Thunderbirds, and it shows in their record. Yeah, Filowich, third year now, has really taken a jump both uh, last year and this year. Exciting to see what she can do the rest of the year. The men's team won both matchups against Victoria this past weekend. They traveled to Victoria on Thursday, routed the Vikes 89-63. to On Saturday, the Vikings fought hard in an attempt to redeem their home loss, but they fell short once again with the Thunderbirds winning 87-81 to at War Memorial Gym. Those two wins mean the men's team are now 3-1 and on the season, and they will also be traveling to Winnipeg to take on Manitoba this weekend. Let's talk about the sixth man here for a second. Manru Claire. Wow. Coming off the bench, you were talking to me earlier, like Manu Ginobili, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he put up 25 points, seven rebounds Thursday away in Victoria before coming back home here to War Memorial Gym, put up 21 points, four rebounds, and three assists on Saturday. Yeah, he's not starting, but he is coming off the bench. He's closing these games. He's leading them in scoring. He's Basically a sixth starter, huge player for them. Jaden Cohey, bit of a rough performance in the first game, only scored 10 points and 3 or 12 shooting, but he lit up Victoria for 28 in the second game and is now tied for first in Canada West in scoring, averaging 25 points a game. Between Cohey and Claire, picking up these additions for the Thunderbirds has been critical to filling the gap from last season, losing Morgan amongst countless others. Yeah, and let us talk about the Kelowna kids, Grant Shepard and Mason Bursier. They were re- uh, very consistent over both games. It's actually, I say, like right now at, at this point, they're already like form a kind of duel here on the court. And Shepard put up 17 points and nine rebounds on Thursday, and on Saturday put up 11 points and nine rebounds. Bursier dropped 13 points Thursday, then 11 points on Saturday. We were talking about Claire in that sixth sixth man role. Looks like him, Patrick Simon, and Grant Audu will join Kohi, Shepard, and Borsier in the starting lineup for this season. It's been that consistent group of six who's been switching in and out. There have been other players on the court, but really it's all of that group who's who's delivered the results. Simon is the only fifth-year senior on the roster. He double-doubled on Thursday with 11 points, 12 rebounds, double, um, while Audu recorded six points, four rebounds, and three assists in both games, consistent to yeah, say the least. Great top six looking like uh, for the Thunderbirds. And this is without Taylor Brown, who's unfortunately out for the year. But okay. still, team looks to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, I was talking to Brown. I said, what's the problem? He says, well, my Achilles is basically he had like hyper strained his Achilles. So he's he's redshirting the season, won't lose eligibility. It will come back next year. Yeah, and moving on to men's volleyball, um, things are actually not looking that great for them. That's an understatement. <sighs> the Thunderbirds were swept by the number two ranked University of Brandon Bobcats last weekend, dropping them to zero to six to start the season. Yeah, so it's 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 not looking good. Uh, defending national champions, but they're tied for last in Canada West right now with UBCO. So <laughs> right, <laughs> not a great start for the what two is what campuses. are the uh, sister campuses doing right now? Yeah, combined 0 and 12 men's volleyball. It's not great. Uh, ben Hooker, second year transfer from Western University, took over the starting setter role this past weekend for Zach Johnson. Did not do great in his debut. I mean, Thunderbirds as a whole, no one was right, great. There's no one like who he can even set the ball for. Yeah, they lost yeah. 3 nothing in that first game. Hooker only managed 20 assists. Next night was a lot better for him, though UBC lost 3-1. to one. 
recorded 42 assists, doubling his uh, debut and uh, six blocks. And then on the attack line, the Australian rookie, James Tacken, he led the team this whole past weekend, although he only recorded seven kills, which that was actually the lead on Friday night. Yeah, you don't want he, that to be right. your team high. Yeah. Right. He did have six digs in that first game as well, and then he put up a much better 15 kills along with 13 attack errors. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but that was in the second matchup. And then along with Johnson being reduced to a smaller role, after we saw such a great first couple weekends out of him, Michael Dalhaniak only played in two sets total on the weekend. He's one of the ro- new rookies to the team as well. And then also, Matt Neves only s- didn't even see the court at all. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame Coach uh, Mike Hawkins for just juggling, trying to get anything to get this team going. And uh, Joel Regeer, Jordan DeShane, the two returning starters from last year's team, not getting enough out of them right now, combined for only 17 kills over the two games. They need a lot more of them, given that they're the veteran leaders on this young team. Yeah, and uh, looking on the brighter side, the women's team, well, still not that great. Things are looking better for them. They beat the Wildcats 3-0 in the first game before losing 3-1 in the second, putting them at 2-2-4 to start this year. And, you know, Kira Van Rijk, again, leading the team in kills both games, it's pretty consistent that we can say that. I mean, it's what you weekend. expect at this point. Yeah. Right. She put up also 19 digs and nine aces on the weekend. Wow. She always, you know, is able to contribute all over. Also, we've seen that from Liv Furland uh, on the season. But going back to Van Rijk, she did struggle a bit on Saturday with attackers. Eight. She had a lot more towards the beginning of the season. So it's and a bit a small improvement um, overall though great pair of games for her yeah Van Rijk she's had some struggles with some efficiency but overall she's a great player we know this the other half of that dynamic duo you mentioned Furlan uh, 29 assists first game 33 in the second combined for 19 digs to match Van Rijk they've been great unfortunately there's a reason they're two and four right, the rest just, of the team not yeah. so much just not nearly as good or well, de- a, lot, as- a lot of new moving pieces yeah yeah obviously sure. losing Hanley for Scotland yeah. Price will be coming back soon like they're still they're reasons genuine reasons but it's still tough to see uh, this team compared to what they were last year and what we were hoping they would be this year yeah, and on a side note, the only Thunderbird beside Van Rijk to hit double-digit kills in either games was uh, Brian Passon, who noted uh, 10 kills on Saturday. Besides Victoria B, he combined for 15 kills and 14 digs over the two games, but the Thunderbirds will need a better um, a better product out of them all. Right. Getting productivity out of different players is going to be important. Nice to see that Bryn Passon did put up some numbers, hadn't earlier in the season, so maybe trying to find those moving pieces. What happened to Jade Robertson, though? She was so good during the beginning of the season. She wasn't as much of a factor. Tessa Davis also was uh, a bit more limited minutes, a bit more efficient than Robertson. Still, they don't have that gen- like genuine third piece along with Van Rijk and right. Furland, which isn't great if everyone can just zero in on Van Rijk. Right, because then they eliminate others. her from a play, and then who who else are you left with? Furland, and then they know where that's coming from. Yeah, so hopefully Price is back soon. That should help. Mm-hmm. Offensively, overall, team's doing pretty well. They are second in Canada West in kills per set third in hitting percentage. The struggle has really been on defense. They're dead last in digs per set and second to last in blocks per set. You talked about Hanley. God, they must be really missing her. Hope she's having fun in Scotland right now (laughs) studying abroad, but team's really missing her, her height, especially up at the net. Up next, both volleyball teams will host University of Manitoba Bisons here at home. And then on what will be UBC men's golf last tournament swings until march the thunderbirds 
did claim first place down in Mesa, Arizona, as the host Benedictine University had a, well, they had a sneak peek of what it feels like to host a national tournament. They welcomed seven teams to Las Sendas Golf Club this past Monday for a two-round NAIA men's fall preview. This is the league that they fall under. Later in May 2019, Benedictine will host that aforementioned uh, NAIA, NAIA Men's National Championship. So the uh, the last the Las Sendas Golf Club course, it's a par 71, and UBC played so well, they claimed all three individual podium spots. Andy Kim was first with a... Uh, three under par through the two-day event, while Logan Carver finished at one over par, and Zahidali Nathu tied for third at two over par. And it was it was really the rookie going back to Andy Kim. This was his first tournament win in his university career. Huge blowout though by the Thunderbirds. They sat at just one over par for the entire tournament, while the second place Victoria Vikes get this thirty stroke thirty seven strokes behind. In the second place spot, they came in at 38 over par as a team. Thunderbirds coming in at just one over. It, Fantastic showing. It's, it's That's quite the dominant performance. Golf team's been very good. Uh, they see both men's and the women's who had, uh, the women's team, that is, had uh, the, the week off. They will tee off on next Monday, November 12th in Chandler, Arizona for the two-day Arizona Christian Firestorm Fall Invitational. What a name. Quite a mouthful. They're hoping to replicate the incredible dominance of that men's team. We'll see if the women can also pull off a 30-plus uh, Ari- stroke win. Maybe it's the Arizona weather. Who knows? They were, like, trying to get out of the rain, and it really lifted their spirits. I guess we'll see next week. Looking at soccer, there's both joy and disappointment for UBC soccer this past weekend as the women's team faltered in the playoffs, but the men won Canada West gold. Woohoo! Big championship win for UBC. The women, however played Calgary in the Canada West semifinal and were given an advantage early on as Calgary's Natalie Arnett was sent off just 22 minutes in. Unfortunately, the Dinos, despite that, managed to open the scoring late in the first half through Madison Fritz. Rachel Cordes equalized for UEC in the second half, but Calgary scored again with less than five minutes to play to take the win. And that hurts. Five minutes to go, man. Yeah, and given that UBC played 11 versus 10 for almost 70 minutes, this was a very disappointing result. Though both, of course, the Dinos are a very good team, but they only managed one more shot on goal than Calgary and had two corners to help the Dinos for. I mean, usually an early red card like that is disaster for the team that gets it, but UBC just unable through. to take advantage. Oh, yeah, Calgary, they uh, they want Canada West for a reason. Right. They're a very good team. That loss meant the Thunderbirds played Alberta for the Canada West bronze medal where they lost a second straight game for the first time all season. There was no score all the way through extra time. Two goalies combined for 11 saves, so the match went to a shootout, which the Pandas won 8-7 to to win bronze. And the PKs were kind of crazy in the shootout because after both teams missed their first attempt on net, they then both scored their next seven. And can you imagine the anticipation? Each team knowing that, especially the second team, knowing that if they're going up and they miss, that it's all over. So what an effort just to even have UBC make it that far along. Yeah, it was Brooke Lang who scored the decisive one for Alberta. This is the first time Thunderbirds finished without a Canada West medal since 2014. And despite how dominant they were for much of the season, they will not be playing in the national championship tournament. But... Good news is that they should return most of the key pieces of their team next season. They're losing a couple defenders, including Stalwart Emma Colner, but but Steer's still there. Yep, Steer will. She's only in her second year, and two of their top five scorers were rookies, including Michelle Jang, who scored eight goals, won Canada West Rookie of the Year. 
things are looking up overall for the women's team next year. They'll hopefully get back to the podium there. Yeah. Now, the men's side, they took care of business. They faced off against Fraser Valley in the semifinal, crushed them 7-0. Christian Lee Heitnen opened the scoring just four minutes in, opening up we, an onslaught. Can we just time out? 7 nothing. 7 nothing. Wow. I mean, this is playoffs. This isn't... This isn't a regular season game. Yeah, that's incredible. That's not, that's UBC golfian. It's kind of like humiliating for the other team. Right. Yeah. Not even their first 7 nothing win of the season. I believe it was UNBC that they beat uh-huh. 7 nothing earlier in the year. When you got people on your team like Lee Heitnen and Shambusho, it's relatively sometimes easy to get on a roll. Yeah, and speaking of victory, Shambusho, he scored twice. Zach Verhoeven also scored twice. Thunderbirds were up 4 nothing within half an hour. Caleb Clark and Mackenzie Cole also scored in the second half to just compound the, the poor Cascades' misery. Yeah, and as a result, this tied the Thunderbirds' season high for goals and show why they will be one of the favorites at the national championship, which will be hosted at UBC this weekend. Woohoo! Yeah. Come out, seriously, come out to that. Um, it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of people coming out, it seems like. And... The men's team has a very good shot at winning this. They are going up against the really tough team in Carlton, but who knows? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a matchup for the ages. Huge chance. And they allowed only two shots on goal and were clinical themselves, scoring seven on just 14 attempts. The Thunderbirds finished the job then on Sunday, beating Trinity Western 2 to nothing to win their second consecutive Canada West Championship. Shambusho scored what turned out to be the game winner just three minutes in, and Conigam added a second at the half-hour mark. Uh, the Thunderbirds were dominant defensively again in this one. They allowed just one shot on target. They outscored their opponents 12-zip in the Canada West playoffs. This was their second consecutive Canada West championship and their sixth in nine years, 19th overall all. This is a bit of a forming dynasty here. It's exactly what you want to see heading into that national championship tournament. UBC, by far, most decorated program in all of U sports, looking to add to their 13 national championships, which is eight more than any other school has. That said, the tournament won't be any anything easy, as we just discussed before. And the Thunderbirds will have a massive, massively difficult test tomorrow in the quarterfinals in the Carlton Ravens, Ravens, who are ranked number third in the country, one spot ahead of UBC. Yeah, the Ravens, they've tied for first in the OUA, 14-1-1. They scored 61 goals wow. in 16 games. That was 15 more than any other team in the whole country. They conceded only seven, which is third best defense in U Sports for an incredible plus 54 goal differential. Wow, and with that outstanding note, really looking forward to all the U Sports action. We're going to take a quick break for ads and PSAs and then come right back to you guys. Records have released their biannual collab, Pop Alliance Volume 5. This glamorous record features staple Vancouver artists, Devours, Swim Team, Lord Fuckerman, 
Chris Arific. And so, so, so many more. Get your copy for only $15 on iTunes or at the Mint Records store now. And coming back here on Thunderbird's Live, we're just talking about the Canada West Championship of men's soccer team. And the winning didn't stop there in the world of UBC athletes. As the kings of Canada West, the UBC Thunderbird swimming team successfully defended their Oldham Brom College Cup Pacific title by winning both the men's and women's side of the meet at home in the UBC Aquatic Center. Yeah, a lot of UBC athletes set records in that pool. Third-year athlete Marcus Thormayer set two Canadian records in the 4x50-meter medley relay and the 200-meter backstroke, while Josiah Binema contributed to the Canadian record for the 4x50 medley relay. The women's team set a pair of meet records in the 4x50 medley relay, at, coming in at 152.25, and the 4x50 freestyle relay at a minute 43.03. Third-year veteran Ingrid Wilm topped her own 2017 meet record with a time of 59.04 in the 100-meter backstroke. Great weekend overall. Yeah, and on the other side, for the UBC rowing teams, last weekend was actually a very memorable one as they made history by winning both the men's and women's titles at the Canadian University Rowing Championship for the first time. And a bit of a dynasty here for UBC men's rowing. They won the competition for the third straight year, their fourth in five years, fifth overall. Coach Mike Pierce named the men's coach of the year for the Canadian University Rowing Association. And talk about dynasties. I mean... We have, there's a few here at UBC really mm -hmm. building now, right? You think about men's soccer. We did see the unfortunate close of the women's field hockey team, but seven straight years up until, up until now, wow. And then rowing, swimming. I, I don't even know if you can have a, a swimming dynasty, but definitely we a, le <laughs> a, le a legacy, to say the yeah. least. On the other side of things for this year, the women's team improved on last year's third-place finish by now winning their first national banner since '04. It was a full sweep here this weekend. Now, uh, Thunderbirds uh, men's rugby team lost at home. Rare sight for them losing a game against Burnaby Lake Rugby Club 24-14. to It was their first defeat since the very first game of the season two months ago. The first half was very low scoring. The only try was put down by Burnaby's Taitsui Vikalani for a 7-0 lead for the opposition at the break. Then in the second half, Burnaby just started to pour on the points. UBC flanker Michael Smith tried to lead a comeback with a late try of his own, but it was too late, and the Thunderbirds lost by 10 in the end. Yeah, Thunderbirds bye week this weekend, so they don't get a chance to exact revenge on some poor team. The next play, Capilano RFC on November 17th. And with us having talked about soccer and the triumphs of men's team, and we talked about the greatness of UBC swimming, rowing, and even golf, we now come to football. Bit of a different story here. The Thunderbirds football season came to what really was a disappointing conclusion last Saturday as they lost at home on a heated battle between the Saskatchewan Huskies. Final score 31-28 in favor of the Saskatchewan side. This was actually the Canada West semifinal. In a season that started off terribly, the Thunderbirds were then tied in last for conference with a 1-4 record by Thanksgiving. And then there was that crazy ineligible player through Regina, and it gave them a second life. They were really like the men's hockey team last year, where they they also benefited from an ineligible player of a I believe it was Calgary for men's hockey. Yeah, 
And then this Thunderbird football team, they went on a second-half roll. They ended up in second place in Canada West with a 5-3 and three record. And sadly, it all fell apart this weekend. They jumped out to an early 10-0 lead, and it looked like they were going to go on to win the game with ease. But the Huskies then reeled off 20 straight points. They took a double-digit lead of their own. UBC then came back themselves. They went up 28-21 with less than two minutes to play. But the Huskies tied it with a touchdown with 20 seconds left on the clock. The game went to OT, and it ended on a game-winning field goal from Saskatchewan's Sean Stenger. And God, do the Thunderbirds know about game-winning field goals going in the opposition's favor? Yeah, Canada West playoff game-winning field goal at the buzzer. Where have I? Uh, where have I heard that one before? Right. Last year was even worse. The Hardy Cup. Dico Defonte record-setting 59-yard field goal. It this Saskatchewan one probably doesn't top that one in terms of pure heartbreak, but just in terms of having your heart ripped out like that two years in a row. That's right. even, rough. Even though the Thunderbirds, this was a good game to watch from a spectator point of view, but after having gone up and then coming back and then losing it again, you got to start thinking, you know, what's what's wrong with this team? Where's their mental focus? They had an interception in that last two minutes, and they couldn't hold on to the ball and get the first down to just hold on to the lead. Michael O'Connor, however, the quarterback, was a force. He threw for 430 yards and three touchdowns. As always, his the bat, the Robin to his Batman, Travel Pinto, recorded <laughs> 124 yards on eight receptions with the go-ahead touchdown late. Meanwhile, Blake Whiteley and Ben Cummings each caught a touchdown of their own. Yeah, Cummings also ran for 60, 69 yards on 14 carries. Just wasn't enough for UBC and... Looking at the box score, Thunderbirds will be very frustrated at how they were just unable to win this. They had more time of possession than the Huskies. They racked up 250 more total yards. And that's, that's right, the mental game. Something clearly collapsed. If you're putting up those numbers, there's no way the game should be close, much less a loss. Yeah, they almost put up 500 all-purpose yards, almost like double of the Huskies. They had six more first downs. They actually converted three third downs. They were three for four in third down conversions. And with all that going in their favor, unable to pull away. Yeah, and the end of the second quarter, it's actually the time when they really changed the game. The Huskies scored 17 points in the last six minutes of the half, including a field goal with two seconds left, turning a 10-0 UBC lead to a 17-10 deficit. And it was fourth. It was the fourth year for Michael O'Connor, Travel Pinto, Ben Cummings, and kicker Greg Hutchins, and defensive back Stavros Katis. Katzentonis, who got that interception that I was talking about late in the game, among others. So we'll have to see, you know, which of them, if any, are even going to come back. This was a Thunderbirds opportunity. Our own Spencer Latu, an ex-football player for this UBC team himself, said that this might have been their best fielded team that they've had in quite a few years. And you wonder, are they even going to be close next season? I mean, it could be an end of an era and something, and hopefully it won't be, but you could foresee something like what's happening to the men's volleyball team right now, where it's just a total a, year of what we call a, re, a rebuilding season. rebuilding year, <laughs> which Not, we thought women's volleyball would be last year. And then they somehow won bronze at U sports. May I remind all of us? Yeah. So you never know. Sometimes rebuilding seasons turn out to be a spectacle in their own right, but sometimes they are just that a rebuilding season. <laughs> yeah. So looking ahead at this weekend on Thursday, that's tomorrow. It's the can't, not Canada West, the national championships for men's soccer here at UBC. Thunderbirds, Come out and support. Thunderbirds playing the high-flying Carlton Ravens on Friday. 
more national championship action. Uh, volleyball hosts Manitoba. Basketball visits Manitoba. Women's hockey visits Saskatchewan. And Hockey's hockey. back. They had a bye. We didn't just skip over it this week. <laughs> they actually had a bye. So they're back and they're playing now. And hopefully they can you know keep up. Well, we need Eric really here to talk about. Noticeably absent. No more PDO stats today. He'll be back hopefully next week. He saw hockey wasn't on the schedule. He's just like, I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Men's hockey, they're also playing Saskatchewan, but it'll be here at home on Saturday. Volleyball, basketball, play Manitoba again. Hockey plays Saskatchewan again. Uh, more soccer, national championships. And then on Sunday, it's the big games, the bronze medal game and the gold medal game for the U Sports Men's Soccer National Championships. Hopefully... UBC will be playing in that final game on Sunday. And a crazy note, if UBC football had won that game, there would have actually been a scheduling problem within UBC athletics so that football and soccer couldn't have both played on the same field. So what they would have done is actually had to put the U Sports final for soccer out on that rugby field that we have here, which would have kind of been embarrassing for the school. I don't think they were expecting UBC football to come back, quite honestly. So that when they bid for, on the U Sports soccer final, they felt fine with it. And then UBC football gave them a real scare. And maybe they were actually happy about the upset loss. Santa Ono was secretly cheering for uh, Saskatchewan <laughs> during the football game. I don't know if Santa Ono is in charge of it, but definitely people in the <laughs> athletic department. And with that, thank you for tuning into CITR 101.9. Check us out on... Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Jake, and Liz. No Eric, but we still do have those great contributions from Spencer Latu. Listen Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 p.m. and have a wonderful evening.